Hello everyone and welcome to episode 27 of the Talking Football podcast with me, Derek Clark. Every week I bring you an exclusive in-depth interview with some of the most colourful and interesting characters in the game. Don't worry if you've missed any so far, you can catch them all on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Podbean and also by visiting the website DerekClarkSport.co.uk. This week, I had the pleasure of chatting to a former Swedish international, a man who played for a host of clubs, including the likes of Sporting Lisbon, Hammerby and Hearts, as well as becoming a professional poker player, no less. It is, of course, the one and only Hans Eskelsen. He was another terrific guest, full of honesty and insight into the game. So sit back and enjoy this week's episodes of the Talking Football Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Talking Football Podcast. I'm absolutely delighted to say we're joined this week by a former Swedish international striker, a man that played for a number of clubs including the likes of Hammerby, Sporting Lisbon and Hearts. It's the one and only Hans Eskelsen. Hans, thanks for joining us. Uh, my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. You've had a, t- a great career in the game, Hans. We'll start off. You were born. I've got here. Um, you were born in 1966 in, in Ostersund. Uh, is that right? And, and what was life like growing up back then? Uh, it's that's quite north in Sweden, so it's it's not a, a very good place to to grow up if you want to be a footballer. But uh, uh, but it's it's it's. It's okay, but uh, you know Graham Potter. Uh, that's where he was. Yes, he yeah. To Swansea, so um, and they have a team now in, in the first league. So, um, ah, but it hasn't been so good uh, with the football in, in Östersund. You know, it's it's very cold and a lot of snow there uh, half the year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you mind? Were you playing football always as a as a young boy? Yeah, I was. Quite early to understand that the football was my thing. I, I played ice hockey, tennis, and stuff like that. But that was just a, a substitute to football when you couldn't play football. But I played since I was, yeah, four or five years. So uh, football has always been my my kind of sport. Yes, yeah, certainly. Did Did you have any sort of role models or any players that you looked up to as a youngster that you would like to emulate when you when you grew up? I had one favorite. I don't know how, how old are you. I'm uh, I'm thirty three. Uh, thirty three or forty thirty three. Thirty three, yeah. Oh, okay, I don't know. I don't know if you remember Rob Rensenbrink. Uh, ah, yes, the Dutch player. The Netherlands. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. That was a favorite. Actually, he shot in the post in the final against Argentina, seventy eight, a few minutes before uh, the extra time. So, uh, but, but that was a player I really liked. But um, I had a lot of favorites. But Robert Robert Rensenbrink was the, the biggest one. And nowadays, I I I love David David Silva, who's yeah, he's got the his, it's his birthday actually today. <laughs> yes, yeah, he's thirty four today. You're right. Yeah, you're quite right there. Was Osterson? Did you did you go along and support them as as a young boy, or did you have a, a favorite team? Uh, I support them, but they were playing in low divisions. You know, they played in yeah. the third division when I was there. But uh, I had a few Swedish teams. Uh, but I, I've been playing since that. I was playing in eleven years in Hammarby, and I one one spell when I was young. I, I was having Hammarby as a, as my favorite team. But uh, 
I had a, a, f- a few teams, but uh, most Hammarby. <laughs> when you were growing up, did you sort of know from a young age that you, you were quite good at, at football and you would, you would carve a career in the game? Yeah, I was, how do you say in English, a, a starlet. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, uh, f- for the comparing, to, you know, for for the players in, in north of Sweden, I, I, I was quite good quite early so it's it was I was quite early understanding that I wanted to be a footballer but uh, of course in that time you didn't think you're going to be professional but I wanted to be, play in the first league and, and then I took step by step and, and um, no, but football was my life from early years. <laughs> You played for uh, Austersund for, for quite some time, didn't you, as a, as a, as a youngster then? Um, did you play for the, the first team, I'd imagine, as well at uh, Austersund? Yeah, I made my debut when I was 16. And um, then I moved when I was uh, 18 to, to Norrköping uh, in, in the first uh, league of, of uh, Sweden. And uh, but, but I, you know, I trained with two teams. I'm I'm born '66, but I also played with the, six, the boys who was born '65. So I was training eight times a week. Wow, so it was a lot of football. And uh, <laughs> and I also I was a little bit different because when I was 12 years old, I I stopped eating every that was unhealthy, you know. So so I was eating just the best food and, and uh, that's quite early when you're 12 years to understand that is that the food is really important for you yeah so, um, I, I was a little bit different guy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, who was it that made you eat, eat properly from a young age was it your, your parents or was it a certain coach or something no it's a little bit crazy but i i, I was thinking a lot and i understood that quite early you know this was in the uh, in in the late 70s and uh, i understood that the food was really important so i read a lot of books and understood that uh, you have to eat the proper food and that was it was only me so it's a little bit strange but i in some way i was quite quite um, I don't know which word I would say to to so it's not too mm-hmm. presumptuous, but uh, I was a little bit intelligent in that way. <laughs> yeah, ahead that. ahead of your time, especially back then, because I can't imagine the diet would have been. Uh, it was probably been okay in Sweden, but certainly in, in the UK, the diet wasn't the best. Uh, certainly at that time. No, it was the same when I was in Scotland and in England, you know, in the, in the 90s, you know, they didn't even eat good food at that time. Now, I think with the, all the foreign coaches and trainers who have been going to the Great Britain, they understood it better nowadays. But at that time, you know, in, even in the, in the 90s, you know, they, they kind of had a... <laughs> I was a little bit surprised. Sometimes I could see the young players, they had a Snickers or Mars and and, and a... What do you call that uh, famous uh, Scottish uh, soda? Uh, <laughs> well, I am brew. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a national drink for a lot of people in Scotland. I think they grow up with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can understand they like it, but uh, not not the most healthy thing. <laughs> no, certainly, certainly is not. Um, did you notice when you played in the in the in the top league in Sweden much of a difference, or did you sort of take it all in your stride? Uh, of course, it was a big difference, but uh, in some way, you, you know, when you're young, you adapt quite quickly. And uh, 
it wasn't a big problem I, because I, I was playing quite the first year I was playing a lot I, I was substitute uh, a few games in the beginning of the league and then I played from you know from start mostly so it, it was rather quick adaption I was reading as well Hans you moved to Portugal at a young age at 22 to join um, Sporting Lisbon but how did that move all come about? Um, uh, uh, I think if I, if I tell that story I think it's, it will sound a little bit of bragging you know no 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 fire ahead but 1988 i played i played seven games uh that spring with, with the national teams uh, yeah it was seven wins you know we uh, it was five games with the, the the swedish first team and there was two games with the olympics game uh, but the olympic game at that time was more or less the same at, as, as the first time uh, as the first team so it was seven games we won two tournaments and we beat Spain and France away. Uh, we beat Bulgaria. Uh, we played, uh, it was like a pre-European uh, tournament in, uh, in Berlin, in Germany. And that, that yeah. was uh, called the Easter, the Easter tournament. And uh, it was Sweden. Uh, it was supposed to be Brazil, but they, they, they couldn't play. So we were invited very late and uh, we were... Everybody thought we were going to be the, the bad team in that tournament. And the other three teams was West Germany, who was uh, the second team of, in the world at that time, after 86, you know. And then it was Argentina, who was the, the world champion yeah. with Maradona. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, and then it was uh, Soviet Union, you know, who was in the final 88 later on that year. And uh, we we beat uh, West Germany in the semi final, but I was on the bench that uh, game, and we beat them in, on the, on the penalties. Yeah. But then we we met the uh, Soviet Union in, in the final uh, two nil, and I, I I made the the first goal, and uh, then I scored the two games after that uh, with Bulgaria and uh, Wales with uh, what what was. Uh, I think Southall, you remember Neville Southall? And, yeah, and yeah, Russia. yeah. He was a good goalkeeper. Yeah, in Russia, Mark Huge. And it was quite good, uh, Wales team. So I was, I was playing quite good that, that uh, spring. So I got uh, three or four offers even from Italy, you know, when they mm-hmm. everybody wants to play in Italy and they, yeah. they could only have three foreign players. So that was a really good time for me. And... Um, but I, I picked uh, Sporting because Sporting also, you know, Sporting Benfica and Porto was really good teams at that time. And Porto won the, the European Cup '87 the year before, and Benfica was in final uh, the coming years. So it, the Portuguese the Portuguese league was quite good also. But uh, why I picked Sporting was because I had those offers from Italy and I should maybe have picked them, uh, but uh, they had to wait to the end of June and, uh, and uh, Sporting offered me a contract already in, in, the, in the beginning of June. And I, you know, I was 22, a little bit too hot to, to <laughs> sign, you know, it was at that time, it, it's for, for me, it was quite big money, you know, yeah. even if it, it, it was no money comparing to today, but uh, uh However, I, I signed for Sporting, but maybe it had it had been even 
better to, to play in Italy, but but uh, no complaint. It, it was a great time also in Portugal. Touching on the, the national team playing for Sweden, how, how proud were you to, to pull on that yellow jersey and, 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 and play for your country? Uh, of course, like everybody, you know, it's a special feeling the first time you... you, you 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 have the the yellow jersey and, and uh, now nah, it, it was a dream that come true. You know we have been since you've been a kid you always been thinking if you're gonna play for the national team one day and when you do it it's a fantastic feeling. You mentioned there you played a, a lot of games in in eighty eight and and some in eighty nine. But um, did you come close to maybe making the the World Cup squad at all? Um, hands in in Italy that in nineteen ninety. Yeah, I was close. Uh, I played eight eight. I played the Olympics in in uh, South Korea in in Seoul, and we were fifth. And we lost uh, the, the quarterfinal against Italy in in uh, extra time. Uh, so that was on the big championship I I played. Uh, I was close because I, I made two games uh, in ninety uh, for Sweden, but uh, I was dropped in the last uh, second because. Thomas Brolin, you remember him? Oh yes, what a player he yeah, was! Yeah. yeah, he was a good player, and and he he got his break, you know, in in the spring in 1990. So um, he he took my place, if I if I can see it's how it was in that time. But uh, I I don't think I was good enough to make it anyway. So, so I I lost my form, and there was a few problems in Portugal. They didn't play, uh, pay the salary and. Uh, I I dropped in form and, and uh, I think it it was right that I wasn't uh, qualified for the for the, uh, the score until 1990. Going back to sporting, then when you went to Portugal, did you was it maybe difficult to adjust to the the different way of life over there? Obviously, there's the, the language uh, you'd have to learn as well, and, and the the type of football was it was it different to what you were what you were used to? Uh, it was quite different. Uh, the language I, I learned. Uh, in a while and that was a good thing when you get the new language but um, the football it was quite different from the Swedish I I, I think I, I when I played forward I, I think I was a, a better player you know in, in counter-attack and, and, and the sporting was a possession team you know so, so I yeah. don't think it was the football that was best for my type uh, but, but um, I can't complain anyway I played a a little bit, uh, but I, I could have done much better than I did. But but it was a great experience anyway. Yeah, certainly it was a, a number of uh, big players that had Sporting at that time, didn't they? There was um, there, was Luis Figo there when you were there, or was he just slightly slightly too too young? Was he breaking through at all? Ah, uh, that, that, that's a, it's a great story because he was only 16, 16, 17 when I was there. Yeah, but uh, you know, late. The year after that, I was playing for Braga, uh, another yep. club in, in Portugal. And uh, Portugal did really well in, in if it was uh, under 17, the World Cup. For us. So I saw uh, the games with Portugal on, on television and I recognized Figo. You know, he was just, as I said, uh, 17. And then I remember uh, him because I recognized him. And it was, uh, uh, I had a training with Sporting. Uh, it, it it had uh, been raining, so we were playing, you know, on um, not on grass. What do you say when you know it's it's like clay, or what, what do you say? Uh, you know, in the old days, you could play on the, you know, like oh, sand. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know if you have a special word for for, for it, but we were training on that. Yeah. So first, and 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 then I I I I, I was shooting against the goalkeeper, and there were three young guys who was from the under sixteen team, and they had to pick the ball every time I missed the goal. And one of those guys was Figo, so he was you know my <laughs> ball boy. I could say he was my ball boy, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> for one se- training session, so it was quite nice. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> um, so, so you had a, obviously you mentioned there a spell at Braga, and then you you sort of moved between Sweden and Portugal for a spell. You went back to uh, Estoril as well, and then then you joined, rejoined Hammerby. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally in my career, I came back. I came back to Hammerby three times. So altogether, I was eleven years in Hammerby. But um, there were some uh, problems all years with Portugal because they didn't pay the salary not just to me it was a lot of other players so it was it, it took a lot of energy to to it went to FIFA you know and I was yeah. struggling a lot and, and I lost a lot of money that time that I had in my contract but uh, it's it's the all day so uh, it's done now but it, it was a little bit unlucky that it happened those days yeah how difficult is that hands when that happens and you don't get paid uh, your wages that, you, that you're owed it must be hard as a, as a footballer to keep your mind on on, on football yeah it, yeah it was maybe i can uh, it's a kind of explanation if you play bad you you, you could uh, how do you say um uh, Ah, that you blame those things, yeah. but but of course it, it it wasn't just about that. I could have done better with my career at that time, but but it it was a it took a lot of energy and it was a little bit period that it, that it happened. But um, ah, I I used to 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 joke that I got the loyal uh, how do you say a lawyer? Uh, yeah, a lawyer. <laughs> lawyer education you know about uh, those <laughs> things so it certainly helps i think at times it obviously you mentioned there you're back at hammerby and then the move to scotland came in in 1995 how did all, all that come about and did you know much of of hearts before you joined them no uh, uh, i was playing in in hammerby three years and uh, but then uh, uh, I was playing for another club in 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 the in the autumn of '95, and uh, it was a good time because I, I played 11 games with those and, and scored 12 goals. And then there was an agent who, who called me. Uh, can't really remember the name now. Mark something. He was Englishman. And then uh, he asked, he just asked me if I if I wanted to play for Hearts, and I just went there and I just practiced. Once I practiced once with them, and then I was on the bench against Partick Fistel, and and uh, then I got in as a substitute, and it was a really quick thing. Then I stayed for one week and played three games, and then I got offered a contract uh, from uh, Jim Jeffries. In terms of your experience there, you mentioned Jim Jeffries. Um, he's quite a character in the game. But how did you find his coaching style, and how did you find him? Uh, a lovely man, a really, really, really fantastic person, good person, easy to talk with, everything like that. But but uh, if I'm going to say some negative, it's not about him, but uh, I think 
in, in those times, you know, in the 90s, uh, I was always thinking when I was a young player that it, it was so much to develop in the football. And in, in those times, it, it was not that, uh, you know, a lot of tactics and, and things. It was a different time, you know, in, in those days. But uh, so it's no criticism to, to, to Jim, but I think all, most, all coaches and trainers in, in those times, it, it's a big difference today, you know, Pep Guardiola and those things, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know how, how to express myself, so I don't say anything bad. So, so it's a lovely person and it was a good, good coach in that time. But I always think I was a little bit jealous when I was playing uh, and my friends who was playing in Italy, you know, they were talking a lot of, a lot of about tactics. And uh, it was another level, I think, in, in, in the way of thinking of football, you know, in Italy. They were quite early in that. And I think all the trainers I had in Sweden also, it, it was, you know wasn't so developed uh, about football at that time and I was always thinking you know was thinking about the uh, you know the, the the American football you know the the NH, uh, how do you say the NFL, uh, NFL yeah yeah they, yeah they could have 100 different ways of playing you know they knew exactly what they were going to do and, and those and things and in football at that time maybe it was a little bit organized defensively but offensively, it was more that uh, just uh, it wasn't planned so much. Yeah. You know, more, more to be a, uh, yeah, it's good if you're a creative player and, and more. Uh, it's more that you, you you trust the players offensively. But it wasn't, you know, as I say, as much developed that I thought it should be. But but. It came later on with all the coaches and trainers. You're probably not wrong there. In terms of the games that you played in, I mean, you never played played much in, in Scotland, but you played in a an Edinburgh derby against uh, the rivals Hibs. I know um, the Hibs won the game eventually, but what was that like as a as a game to play in? Uh, I, I played two games against uh, Hibs. Uh, the first game at Tancaster, we won two one, and then we lost two one. Yeah, and uh, and I, I've, I I'm almost sure that you read about it and I think I'm sure you're gonna ask me about it because it was quite funny <laughs> but I have to say I, I'm sorry to say it's 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 not completely true but 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 I, I think it's a nice story because I know the hips fans thought I, I missed a quite a good uh, opportunity uh, and but they think that they jailed at me, so I was scared, and that's why I missed. That that's the story I read, <laughs> but but yeah. it wasn't really that uh, <laughs> because it was a good, it was a bad finish for me. But but the, sh- the shot was actually actually outside the box, and you can't say it's a hundred percent goal opportunity if, if it's outside the box. So you know it was a tap in from from the side, and, and then I had the shot exactly uh, at the. Uh, outside the uh, outside the box, you know, from 60 meters. Yeah, uh, it was it was a bad shot. Uh, I have to admit that. But but I, it wasn't because I was scared. You know that you know the pitches in Scotland in the 90s. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, it wasn't the best. <laughs> no, you're you're not wrong there. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, so, so so I have to say I I it's okay. The the, the story is okay, but but I have to say it wasn't really like that. But but but. Uh, 
But I remember James told me after the game that I got a lot of sticks from that game. And, and then I was dropped actually after that game. And another funny story that I, I last year, uh, I was it last year or two years ago, I, I was to Lithuania. Uh, I was watching Lithuania, Scotland, you know, I like yeah. to travel a lot and watch, I watch a lot of football. Uh-huh. And then uh, a few of my friends were there before, and they met some Scottish uh, fans. And then they asked me to come to to a place uh, just to meet them. And one of those, it was four Scotch uh, Sc- Scottish fans, and one was a Hibs fan. <laughs> and they had they had a, a song about me, you know. <laughs> so I was I was a little bit flatter, even if if it was a you know. A, not the best maybe for me but i'm flattered to have a song from the hips fans it was <laughs> quite nice <laughs> i don't know if you heard it but it, they ever i've, I've not heard it no I've, I've not heard it um before that's the first time i've, I've heard about it that they've got a song for you <laughs> yeah it was something you could uh, i i don't know how how how, how much i can uh, speak in, in this <laughs> interview, but it was uh, you, you you can cut it if it's too much, but it was something that I can let him shag my wife. Well, you know you know you've made it hands when you've got um, a football song sung by rival fans about you. That you, you can uh, you can be pleased about that. You've made a contribution. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's um, the way to think uh, nowadays. <laughs> yeah, it certainly is. Um, did any players help you settle in at, at Hearts at all? Was there any players that you sort of uh, were friends with when you when you were there? Yeah, actually, I was quite good friends with everyone. Uh, it was a, a really nice gang of players, you know. But but uh, uh, of the Scottish people, I, I was quite good friend with Gary Mackay. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, rem- I remember he actually. Yeah, had the same birthday as me. He's two years older than me, 23rd January. I, I'm quite sure he's got the same. Yeah. Uh, and um, but I was spending, you know, also quite the time with, uh, you know, Pasquale Bruno and Shale uh, Rosea because we were staying at the same hotel. We came at the same time together because when we came in in November, uh, Hearts was the last in the table, and uh, we came together as a as a package. <laughs> yeah, I remember so that. I yeah. Of, yeah, so I spent a lot of time with those players. But uh, it was, I was good friend with almost everyone, you know, the, even the young players like Gary Locke, Paul Ritchie, Alan McManus, Alan Johnston, uh, but also the, the, the older ones. I was sitting next to um, um, uh, Craig Levine and uh, Gordon, Gordon what was, he was injured so he didn't play Gordon Gordon McQueen or Gordon uh, Mc, uh, an older one who, who was uh, playing in the national team I'm, tr- I'm trying to think who that would be um, John Robertson no? Uh, John Robertson but he was playing uh, yeah yeah he, he, he was there uh, what's his name Gordon uh, Played in, in in the Sweden '92, I remember in in the. Oh, did he? Uh, um, yeah, Dave, Dave McPherson. Dave McPherson. Ah, uh, Dave McPherson. Dave McPherson. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he was sitting also next to me, but he was injured all the time. And uh, no, but it was Brian Hamilton. I remember. Uh, 
Steve Fulton, I remember, uh, with more of those players. Uh, uh, Alan Lawrence, you remember? Yeah, him? yeah, Alan Lawrence, yes. What was Steve Fulton like? Because people say that he used to have a, a cigarette before games and all that sort of thing. Certainly not the, the, the sort of diet you'd you'd expect from a, from an athlete. <laughs> no, 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 no. That that's true. He, he could have done more with the fitness, but he, he was a good midfielder and a, a good. Uh, way of football good technique you know and uh, had good feet you know and uh, so he was a good footballer maybe he could have reached longer in his career if he'd been more uh, more careful with with uh, you know the fitness yeah but, but i think more or less every player could have been uh, better in 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 those things but yeah i, I remember that steve fulton got some sticks about it but it was a great lad and a, and a good footballer um, You went back to Sweden of course after Hearts were you maybe disappointed not to get more of a chance uh, to play in Scotland or were you happy to go back to Sweden? Um, I, one thing I'm a little sorry about is that after the, the, the Hearts here I, I had my actually my best maybe best four years of the Hearts because uh, uh, you know, I play central defender my last yeah, uh, yeah, I was reading four, that years of, yeah. yeah, so that was a period that I didn't really play it that in Scotland because I, I should have done it early because I if I analyze my 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 football career, I had a good I played in the national team as a forward, but, but I, I still know that I didn't have a good left foot and I was no dribbler. But you know, I I knew as a central defender I was quite uh, fast, strong, and I, I know how to read the game. I knew I knew how a forward, how they think, you know. So I, I, I should have been it before. And when I was in Estoril in Portugal, I had um, uh, Fernando Santos, you know, the, the national coach of Portugal. Yeah. He was the coach uh, when I was playing in Estoril, and. He, I started to play a little bit uh, as a central defender already in 92. But then I quite early went back to Sweden and then it was lacking of forwards in, in, in uh, Hammarby. So I, I continued to play forward. But in, in 97, I asked the coach to, because a few of the defenders has, has, uh, had moved from, from Hammarby. And then I started to play a central, uh, central defender. And in that, that was really my position. So it's... Uh, was better that I didn't understand that a little bit earlier. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's strange why some players can, can change later on in their career. And um, when you decided to retire, uh, I was reading that you you suffered a uh, a bad injury near to your retirement. Were you, were you disappointed when the time came to uh, hang up your boots? Uh, a little bit, but it has been much worse if I've been twenty four. I, I was thirty four when it happened. It was yeah. a derby against IAK. It was a really ugly injury because uh, you know the, the the bone went through this, the nerves and the muscles and the skins. So it went out with blood and everything. And normally, you, if Oof. you broke a, a leg, it's it keeps inside the skin, you know. So it, it was a really awful injury. Uh, so. Um, I think because my dad, but he was a goalkeeper. He he played until he was forty-seven. So I was always thinking that I could play until forty. Wow! Anyway, but but uh, <laughs> now now I I stopped playing when I was thirty-five, and I, I was a coach for three years after that. And uh, uh, because after the injury, uh, the the 
the bone you know that was broken uh, uh, destroyed my my nerves i had some problems with a couple of toes you know so it's quite okay today i don't have any problem I, and i can play football but i i think i lost a little bit in speedness you know uh, yeah. after the injury injury and uh, that's then it was tougher you know to continue then then i decided to to start as a coach uh, so that's the story <laughs> yeah yes and you coached a, a couple of clubs before leaving um well, well the game to turn to poker no less but in terms of the coaching is that something that you wanted to pursue more or can you can see yourself going back into the football coaching uh no not now it's too late you know i, I was giving everything I was a coach for three years uh, in Östersund, the, the, the Graham Potter Club, uh, for two years. Yeah. And then I was in, in the second division, also in Ian Köping. Uh, but, but the problem is, I'm a person, if, if I do something, it's always 100%. So I, I got kids at that time, I got the two sons. And I, I remember so many times, I, I was physically with the kids, but mentally I was somewhere else. So yeah. I don't think to be a coach, it, it, it's not it's not a uh, it's not a work. It's not a how do you say occupation occupation or a, yeah yeah yeah. I know what you mean. It's a twenty four seven job if you if you're a football coach, isn't yeah, it? it? Yeah, it's a lifestyle. You, you always you know you're there with the kids. Yeah, your head your mind is somewhere else. You're yeah. thinking about something, and uh, I don't think I was a good father, you know, because I. Feel more or less if I, if I'm going to be a coach, I have to be a bachelor, you know, a single. Yeah, <laughs> so I, yeah. I don't think I was a good. Uh, <laughs> so that that's why I I decided to to. But I'm still a lot. I'm still in football, you know. I'm 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 in the board of Hammarby today. I've been in six years, and I follow my kids, uh, my my younger kid, and so it's more or less football. Uh, five six hours a day even t- today but but uh, to be a coach it's 24 hours as you say <laughs> yes certainly you mentioned that you're on the board of hammerby how are uh, hammerby doing um just now how are they getting on uh we had a lovely year uh, we we we, uh, we took 65 points in 30 games so normally that should be you know uh, the first play the first place but we were set, uh, third in the league Malmö got the same points and Djurgården got one more. But we, we made more uh, goals than uh, ever that one team had made in, in since it was 16 teams in the first league. So we made 75 goals in, in, in 30 games. That was record for Swedish football. And uh, we had the most spectators in whole Scandinavia now for, for the six years we had a new stadium. And after that we had an average about 24, 25,000. So it's... I think Hammarby, it's a, it's about to be the, the, I think maybe the biggest club in Scandinavia. Uh, yeah. We we clo- we're close to it now, uh, but uh, we're not really there. But uh, I think it's a, it's a great future for for Hammarby. Yeah, as a club. yeah, and I mean the news at the moment is of course um, what's happened with with Zlatan and putting money in, into the club. What's that been like, and what what do the people in Sweden and Hammarby all make of it? Uh, it's not a, such a big thing because uh, you, you know Hammarby uh, they had some uh, financial problems uh, ten years ago, and then uh, some of the shares uh, the the. A, a company from from uh, Los Angeles bought, and 
they can only buy you know 49 percent because if swedish clubs has to be owned by members yeah so uh, and and though this this company in in la la had a about 45 percent uh so they have a, a few members in, in in the board but they can never be more than 50 percent so and then they sold uh, half of their shares, about 23.5% to Slatan, so he, he's got them. So uh, we, we can't have all shares in, in Hammarby, the, the members, but I think it's better, uh, it's a good thing for the club that Slatan is one of the owners, you know, he's be a really massive name, you know, in Sweden, and, yeah. and uh, he can open doors. So uh, I think it's fantastic for Hammarby as a club that we have Slatan in, in uh, as one of the owners, but but still, it's not as I say in Sweden. The members owns the club, so so you you can't do so much things because you you don't own the club. Even if you're owner of twenty three and a half percent of the shares, it's still the members who owns the club. We've had um, uh, Lars Zetterlund on uh, a few weeks ago, uh, Hans, and he was talking about it because obviously the, the statue and the Malmö fans aren't too happy with them uh, putting money there. But what's the sort of rivalry like between Hammerby and Malmö? Is it, is it quite fierce? Uh, it's quite fierce. I think, I think the Malmö fans, of course, they, f- they think Hammerby is maybe now one of the big opponents. And uh, I think s- some of the... <sighs> The fans, uh, I, I I can't uh, how do you say uh, defend yeah. thing like like the, the, the destroying the the, yeah. the statue of, of of him is a legend of Swedish football, so that's an awful thing I think. But but I think he he said uh, that they're gonna make Hammarby to the biggest club in Scandinavia, and I think that uh, of the fans it, it it's, it's they think he's. A Malmo guy, and and that uh, that's why I think they, some of those were were reacting in 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 this way. But I I can't defend that. But uh, that the fans do things like that, we, because in Malmo you can't buy shares, and he's I think he, he's he got the house here in Stockholm. I think he thinks his future will, will be here, and uh, ah, I yeah. don't know. What to say about it? I, yeah. I, I think uh, I, I'm quite happy that Slatan wants to, to do a good thing for Hammarby. That, that's what I think, and then I, I can in some way understand that the, the Malmö fans are disappointed that they didn't choose to do something for Malmö. But uh, I also think Malmö maybe they say that they, they, they um, you know, when when Slatan went from. Uh, from Malmö to Ajax. Yes. You know, he was the most expensive uh, player who went there, but he was, uh, he got the the worst salary in, in Ajax at that time. So I think he was, felt that he was a little bit fooled by the, mm. by Malmö. So I don't know the, the how, how the um, relationship is between he and the club, but, but maybe that's an explanation. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that yeah, that's for someone else to answer. I think it's um, certainly for Hammerby. It's, it seems like uh, good news for Hammerby as a as a football club. Um, I, I was going to ask Hans as well when you went into the the poker game. That seems a bit left field. Um, what made you decide to become a a professional poker player? Uh that was. I've always been interested in 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 poker, and I've been quite good in I and 
analyzing and uh, in figures and numbers and those and uh, uh, actually I, I was on a on a on a trip to Bolton uh, and I was sitting next to a passenger who was reading a, a poker book and, uh, and I started to talk to him and uh, I found I found out that poker was quite big in in, in internet uh, and, and then I started to play in the internet and I was quite successful right uh, quite early then I uh, I, I ordered certain books from the uh, United States and I started to, 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 to study and read them and, and uh, developed as, as a poker player. And uh, then I got a sponsor contract from one of those, uh, you know, companies to the betting companies. And then I was playing, uh, I was full professional for, uh, for eight years and I played uh, mostly on the internet. Heads up was my special uh, thing. But I also played tournaments and I played um, the World Series of Poker. It's, it's like the World Cup in, in, Los, in yeah. Las Vegas. And also played uh, the, the European uh, tour uh, almost 30 times, Irish Open. And, and so wow. it was re- really nice years. And, and uh, I, I gave it a lot. Uh, so it was, I was quite successful. Uh, but then uh, all the bad players... <laughs> more and more stopped playing and then uh, I, I was playing heads up and you know if you play two really good players heads up in, in the end you can't win if you play uh, because you you pay a lot of uh, rake and if you're good enough and you even then you can't win in it you have the, to, to win against those bad players if you only play good players and it's even you get even, but you have to pay, pay the, this rake. It's, it's like a thing you pay to the bet, betting company. I don't know if you know how it works, but but yeah. Th- then I felt I had good, eight good years, and I, I was happy with that. And then I stopped playing. Nowadays, I maybe play one or two tor- tournaments uh, live in, in the casino just for fun. That that's what I do. Fantastic, yeah. And, and at the moment, you in, uh, for the future, you, you mentioned uh, before we came on that your son plays for the uh, the national team. High hopes for your son. You're going to Cyprus to watch him play. Yeah, I go in to, uh, tomorrow. So it's um, now it's quite quite nice to watch him. He, he will be 16 ne- next next year, and so I follow every step he takes. And then, of course, I'm a little. I'm a little bit of biased uh, <laughs> by the father, but but I I, I think he, I think it could be a really good player. But it's really early, you know. When you're 15, 16, it's a lot of time to go, and it takes a lot. But uh, hopefully, he, he will he will make it. And um, uh, he he been to Tottenham two twice this year. Wow! Uh, invited and and uh, in a two weeks he. Uh, Juventus also also called, so he will go to Juventus wow. and, and uh, be with them. So that's that's too early to say, you know. But it's, it 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 look it it looks good at the moment. But uh, we we see we see. But he's he's a very intelligent player, and uh, I think he can be uh, better than me in a way. But the funny thing is that the mother is. Uh, uh, my, my wife, but we yeah. not married, but uh, she had the uh, 78 uh, caps uh, in the national team. So she, he, he's the only, I think he's the only uh, Swedish player that has two parents who both played in the national team. So wow. 
hopefully he has the the, the genes. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that he's he's certainly got good grounding and good parents to keep him grounded and to to carve his way in the game. Certainly. Yeah, but but a, a, a funny story is uh, I I got two sons. The, the other one is three years older. He, he will be nineteen uh, in Mars, but but uh, he's. He's not interested at all in football, and uh, actually, he was one in in a million uh, kid. I don't know if you say it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because uh, when he 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 really give everything at this uh, on the uh, on the school on the studies, um, but when he was 19 years, uh, not 19 years, 19 months old, he could do the alphabet. And wow. Two, when he was two years, wow. he, uh, he, he, he could read and spell. Uh, when he was three years, he, he, he made crosswords for 12 years old. No and, way. Uh, I, I have so many stories about him. When, when he was four years, uh, we were at the cruise to, to, to Latvia. And uh, they were kind of, how do you say, uh, who, wants, who wants to be a millionaire? You yeah, yeah, yeah. The program, yeah, the TV program. Yeah. yeah. It, it was a little bit different. With it was just ten questions, and they the they can the, the the person at the stage could take help of the of the audience, and he was only four years at the, uh, as I said, and then it started that he could read the questions. Can you read? Uh, he, <laughs> he's gonna can't I can I've been he been able to read in two years, <laughs> so they were really surprised. But then it was the the eighth the eighth uh, question was. Uh, He's got the same uh, flag as, as Monaco. And before the options were there, he said, it's, that's Indonesia, he said. Wow. The, 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 the woman at the stage got could continue because of him for years. Then it was the final question. What's the capital of, of Uzbekistan? And he said right away, it's Tashkent. No so way. She, she, she won the first prize, you know, <laughs> because of him for years. So it's, he's been... Uh, uh, and also, we, we've been um, also living in Valencia for nine years because I want, wanted the kids to be uh, bilingual. So they yeah. in Spanish Spanish school. In, so we've been living in Valencia. And uh, when he was there, he couldn't one word of Spanish and uh, started school in January. And in June, they had a, a test in Spanish. It was 27 uh, native Spanish uh, pupils. And it was only he and Diego who has all, uh, you know, uh, all answered correct. Wow! At, at that test, you know, so, so he had he had clue in the you know in the brain. It's it's not that fantastic now when he's eighteen, but when when he was a kid, it was yeah, was child prodigy. Made, yeah, so we we made some tests about him, and he he had some. Uh, uh, it's it's difficult to explain, but it's a test that calls a whisk test in in, in Swedish, and, and and he had the highest level, so he was before. So it was a challenge to 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 in school because everything they learned, he he knew everything. So it was a good thing to him to go to 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 Spain because then he got those you know challenges you know to learn more, and it was a little bit more difficult you know with a new language and things like that. So. That was a good thing for him. <laughs> yes, yeah, certainly is. You certainly get two uh, extremely talented sons. Hans, um, that will do us there. Thank you very much for speaking to us. I've absolutely loved speaking to you, Hans. It's been a pleasure having you on. Ah, it was my pleasure. Thank you, and uh, say hello to all Scottish. And uh, I have to say, it, I had a lovely time in Scotland. 
really lovely persons and uh, so um, it would be great to come back uh, soon <laughs> Well, that was episode 27 of the Talking Football podcast with Hans Eskelson. I hope you enjoyed it. Again, thanks very much for listening. Remember, you can catch any you've missed so far on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Podbean, and at DerekClarkSport.co.uk. Remember, we're also on Twitter at Talking underscore Football and Facebook as well. I hope you can join me again next week for another belter of an interview. But until then, bye for now. <laughs>